Hey guys, and welcome into the Locked On Rockies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jenna Garcia, and today is our very, very first show. I wanted to start out with telling you guys a little bit about myself and why I'm hosting this podcast. Last year, I spent the season as a color commentary host for the Spanish language broadcast for the Rockies, so I was around the team very often. I was doing pre- and post-game interviews, which I'll continue to do this season, obviously, as I host this podcast. I I also cover the Denver Nuggets and work closely with Adam Mares, great guy. I know a lot of you guys listen to Adam on his Locked On Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On NBA Network. Pretty great show that Adam has over there, so shout out to Adam. And have been covering the NBA for the last two years as well, now doing the Locked On Rockies podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're going to jump right into what everyone wants to talk about, which is your favorite Rockies team. The Rockies just ended last season with a little bit less than what I think most of us wanted from them. The emotional roller coaster of October is everyone's favorite month, but they left us definitely wanting more. At least I was wanting more. I thought that Rockies team could have done a little bit better in that um, NLDS against the Brewers. Getting swept was just not the way that I think anybody wanted to end that season. But they beat... They, they almost beat the Dodgers for first seed in the NL West, which would have been amazing. I, I'm a definitely a big Rockies fan. Definitely love to see every time they beat the Dodgers. They're one game away from beating the Dodgers and being in first place. They have to play that extra game. Then they lose, so it sends them to the wild card away in Chicago. They win that game 2-1 to one off an RBI from Tony Walters. But then they come home and get swept by the Brewers in the NLDS, end up only producing two runs over the course of three games, leaving all of us incredibly disappointed as far as the bat production goes. None other than Jeff Breidich himself might be the most disappointed in that bat production because he continues in at the MLB winter meetings and throughout the beginning of this season to say that productive at-bats is what this Rockies club is looking for, which is why they went out and acquired Daniel Murphy in this offseason. Daniel Murphy is batting 299. He had 328 at-bats last season with 98 hits and 12 home runs. He is the definition Jeff Breidich was looking for of productive at-bats. Aside from acquiring Daniel Murphy, the Rockies had a productive spring training. According to Bud Black himself, he feels like the pitchers worked on the pitches they needed to work on. He feels like the players got the repetitions in, at-bats in, that they needed to work on as well. Ryan McMahon was impressive in this spring training. His batting average was a 439. He had 11 runs, four home runs, and 14 RBIs this spring training. So definitely be excited to see what Ryan McMahon brings to this season. Myself and Jake Shapiro have been high on McMahon for a while. Definitely think with the absence of DJ LeMayhew and Ian Desmond moving to the outfield, you should be seeing McMahon in that infield lineup. Speaking of lineups and starting rotations, let's get to that Rockies pitching starting rotation, which they announced this week as well. They are going with Kyle Freeland at the one spot, then... Herman Marquez at the number two spot. Following Marquez will be Tyler Anderson, John Gray, and Chad Bettis. A little surprising not to see Antonio Sensatella in there. The rotation hasn't changed very much. Maybe the order of it has, but those are the same five guys that they had 
most of last year with a few tweaks here and there due to injuries. Um, Freeland and Marquez are quite potentially could be one of the best duo starting duos in the NL right now aside from Clayton Kershaw and Walker Buehler for the Dodgers. Freeland, last year, led the pitchers with a 62% win-loss percentage, 17 wins, 7 losses, a 2.85 ERA, averaging about 7 strikeouts per 9 innings pitched and allowing less than one home run per 9 innings pitched. He's definitely a reliable pitcher. The type, his style is very effective. He pitches from his head. The difference between Freeland and Marquez is Marquez is much more of a heart pitcher. He's in that number two spot. He gives you a faster fastball, much more velocity. Had a 3.77 ERA last year and a win-loss percentage of 58%. So he's a little bit behind Freeland. As expected, when you have more velocity on your pitch, you're going to have a little bit more wild pitches, a little less command sometimes. And Freeland really has a lot of command on that fastball, and he does a lot more ground outs, making him a great pair with his infielders, Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story. Whereas Marquez, you're going to get a lot more strikeouts. He was allowing one home run per nine innings, but he also had 10.6 strikeouts per nine innings where uh, Freeland only had about 7.7 strikeouts per nine innings pitched. So he more consistent, but less strikeouts per nine innings pitched than Marquez. As you might have remembered, Marquez broke that record last season of how many strike consecutive strikeouts. And he he's just a kind of a roller coaster of a pitcher, but so much fun to watch. Definitely one of my favorite guys to watch. So before we head into our next segment, where I tell you about what you can expect from your Colorado Rockies, and their lineup, who's going to be at first base, second base, third base, you have to hear about Blue Chew. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. That's right, not on the field, in bed. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the U.S. and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code MLB to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring our podcast. wants to know what can you expect from your Colorado Rockies this season who can you expect to see on that diamond what new faces what are the lineups going to look like who's going to bat high like we already said Ryan McMahon had a fantastic spring training you should expect big things from him but let's get into it a little bit deeper let's start out with their schedule today the Rockies took on the Albuquerque Isotopes their AAA affiliate losing three to seven shocking loss unfortunate loss but not the only one that happened in the in the 
MLB this year. Everyone was very excited to see Chichi Gonzalez pitch. He did not make that opening day roster, but he pitched for four innings with a 7.71 ERA, not probably his best performance. Clearly, the, the isotopes had a lot more bat production, <laughs> that wonderful phrase that Jeff Breidish wants to see. He's seeing it in his AAA team after today's game. Tomorrow, they, they head to Fort Myers to play, take on the Twins, that last game of their spring training. And then they will start their season off on Thursday against Miami. The series is Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Miami. You should see Freeland, Marquez, Anderson, and John Gray on the mound in Miami. Then they head to Tampa Bay where Chad Bettis will start off that series. And then Freeland and Marquez will get another game there in Tampa Bay. They have two series on the road before heading back to the Mile High City. However, a lot of people think that this might be something negative for the team. However, because spring training has been at sea level, this could not be better for the team to get a couple of series under their belt, major league at-bats under their belt, where they don't have to play in high altitude. They get to transition smoothly into the high altitude next weekend on the first week in April. April 5th is your opening day starter. Tyler Anderson takes the mound against the LA Dodgers. What a fun way to start the season, right? Against the team that you lost to one game and then they went on to the World Series. There's got to be some vendetta there. I know there is for me. So I can't be more thrilled to see Tyler Anderson start out that series against the Dodgers. Then they take on Atlanta at home as well before they head out on the road again. That's three games against LA and three games against Atlanta. You'll get to see all the starters if you're heading to those games on the mound before they head out again. Aside from those starters on the mound, you can also expect to see Tony Walters or Chris Iannetta behind the plate. That's a really consistent pair for the for those starters. I know in particular the relationship Tony and Marquez have is very important to Marquez and he needs to see Tony behind that plate when he pitches. So it, it's very important. I did think the Rockies needed to get a veteran catcher, somebody who had the combo of what Chris Iannetta brings to the team and what Tony Walters brings to the team, but a combo catcher. Combination of those two things in one guy. And they didn't go out and do that, but at least they kept the two guys that are already doing that for them. That consistency should be good. At first base, you can expect to see Daniel Murphy. And at backup, Mark Reynolds. They've given out, given Mark a chance here probably more as a hitting reserve, righty hitting reserve, but you might see him at first base as well. At second base, you have Ryan McMahon and potentially Garrett Hampson. Um, I would expect to see a lot more of McMahon, but Hampson is there. The one place they don't have backups is for Trevor Story and Nolan Arenado, two guys who you never want to see injured at anyways, and probably the core of this team. Hopefully these two guys take on more leadership roles this season. Trevor Story at shortstop and then Golden Glover, the man himself, Nolan Arenado at third. Everyone's going to be excited to see Nolan. And you know what? It's not the last chance to see him. He's here and he will be here for several more years to come. I thought it was so funny that day that he signed when everybody's saying, oh, my children are going to get to see Nolan Arenado play now. I was laughing because I have no children. So my fictional child potentially someday might get to see Nolan Arenado play at Coors Field. In left field, you can expect to see David Dahl, but different than normal. Everyone's favorite guy, Chuck Nasty, Charlie Blackman himself, La Barba Negra, will not be in center field. He will be in right field 
filled in that position of a veteran, just like Cargo was before. And again, another opportunity for Charlie to take on some veteran leadership roles because in center field you have Ian Desmond or potentially Raimel Tapia. Young center field, young left field players. Hopefully Blackman steps up and is a leader in those roles. And then you have the bullpen, which could be considered the weakest point for the Rockies last season. Hopefully becomes one of their strongest assets this season. A few guys to make the bullpen roster who were uh, less expected were Harrison Musgrave and DJ Johnson. Uh, Harrison Musgrave had a great season last year. I thought he did a fantastic, consistent job on the mound. And then DJ Johnson, you didn't get to see him much last season, but he is joining the 25-man roster this season, along with righty Wade Davis as the closer, Scott Oberg and Sangwon O, also righties, Mike Dunn and Brian Shaw and Jake McGee making that bullpen roster as well. Two guys to expect to see coming up in this season are also Chris Russin and Antonio Sensatella, both injured on the injured list right now but I would highly expect I would expect to see them join the team and join either the bullpen or the starting lineup starting rotation for the pitchers both those guys when healthy are fantastic from the mound thanks so much for listening remember you can subscribe to this show on the new Himalayan podcast app as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Podcast Locked on Rockies.